Was there an Adam? Was there an Eve? Or did we evolve from what we conceived? Either way, we got what we needed when the sun shone down on the Garden of Eden. Don't you know we're gonna have a solitopia, solitopia, solitopia? Don't you know we're gonna have Okay, take it away, Sluggo. Hey, everybody, this is Harvey Sluggo Wasserman. We are here at the 109th um, uh, Gree Gree uh, Grassroots Emergency election protection uh, Zoom call. And uh, we're just joined by the great Dennis Bernstein, the host of the KPFA, uh, um, a widely, widely syndicated uh, Flashpoint show. We are, are have a, a tremendously action-packed uh, two hours ahead of us, as, as we usually do. Um, our, our first hour is gonna be with uh, the great Jim Hightower, uh, talking to us. I believe you're in Austin. Is that right, Jim? I am indeed, right here in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, um, I, I have a good friend who taught history at, at UT for many decades, Michael Stoff. I don't know if you ever met him, but he used to say that Austin is a great town <laughs> in a bad neighborhood. So, um, uh, but Jim, we're, we're really honored to have you with us. We're going to talk with you for the first hour and uh, we're going to deal with election protection. Um, um, uh, the need to protect democracy. Uh, we do have a woman from Ohio who is running for office there who wants to talk about gerrymandering in Ohio, which is just way beyond the pale. And um, uh, we're looking forward. I see Melody, a uh, high Melody, putting her head in there. So uh, it's great to have you guys with us. The second hour, uh, we will uh, going to deal with a, uh, a forum, a um, st strategy session on dealing with uh, nuclear power. As you see, I've come dr appropriately dressed and uh, uh, the horrendous um, crisis we face in California with our so-called liberal governor who's now to the right of Ron DeSantis on uh, solar issues and, uh, and uh, dealing with the uh, uh, proposed extension uh, of the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant, uh, all issues nuclear and um, and the need and the ability and the imperative to shift to 100% renewables as quickly as possible. I know this is an issue in Texas. We have uh, uh, Texas, by the way, um, is the by far the leading producer of wind driven electricity in, Calif in, in the United States. I think it's more than double the second state, which is Iowa. And uh, I will say that um, Texas has fulfilled the dream when they first started selling nuclear power um, in, the, in, the, in the world, actually, back in 1953. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower announced the peaceful atom in front of the United Nations in December of 53. Uh, the Louis Strauss, the chair of the Atomic Energy Commission, said that electricity, because of nuclear power, would be too cheap to meter. And <laughs> this never quite happened with atomic power, but it has happened with wind power in Texas. Because at night in West Texas, there's so much wind power on the grid that you can charge your car or run your computer or do your laundry or even watch a Pornhub uh, with uh, no charge for your electricity. 
So uh, Jim Hightower, I, I can't even begin to read your distinguished credentials. You are an, a fantastic author, um, a commentator, syndicated all over the place, very well known. You also are in the, uh, uh, in the opening of a film that I love. It's called Liberation News Service Under the Ground. And you're in there with Thorne Dreyer talking about the old underground press, which I was a part of Liberation News Service back in the day, uh, 68, uh, 1968, before many of our participants were born. Um, uh, we were infiltrated by the FBI and lots of uh, great things happened actually because of that. I will say um, uh, by way of introduction that I wanna thank J. Edgar Hoover uh, be, by infiltrating the Liberation News Service. He actually helped give birth to the No Nukes movement. Thank you, J. Edgar. So uh, with, with Jim Hightower here, a man of real genius and, and a, a great sense of humor, uh, and one of our most widely syndicated uh, uh, communists and commentators uh, on the progressive left. Jim, um, we wanna talk, uh, this is our 109th call. We started in April, 2020, and we've mostly talked about uh, election protection and we have expanded to ecological protection, which we'll talk about uh, in the second hour mostly. But uh, you have an open forum here. We've got, uh, what do we got here? Um, uh, 118 people, and um, um, you are in the heart of Texas. One thing you might want to open about, we, all, we, we talk a lot about Texas, and we're desperate to get grassroots organizing institutionalized in Texas. Um, so can you talk to us, maybe you want to start with this campaign. We have one of the very most loathsome governors in America, uh, to get rid of. And the only way it's going to happen is with grassroots organizing. You want to open with that, Jim, and tell us what's happening with that governor's race and then whatever else you want to talk about. It's, the floor is yours. Well, sure. Uh, but let me, uh, first of all, thank, uh, thank you. Uh, thank the Greek Re uh, and uh, Sluggo uh, and Dennis. Uh, but, but I don't think we can call him Dennis if you're Sluggo. So we'll call him Flash, right? <laughs> so flash and all right we got that and by the way i'm, I'm not without nicknames uh, back in my politicking period i was known as whole hog hightower there's a story behind that <laughs> involving huey long but uh, we could get to that later or not at all jim 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 can you uh uh raise your volume we have trouble hearing you thanks I need to raise my volume yeah all right somebody somebody in the Distant ozone says our volume is not high enough. Are we there? Is that better? Steve, Mike, can we uh, can we raise Jim's volume here? <laughs> hey, there we go. All right. Now, now try it. Now we're we doing. Hello. Still not good. I'm getting shaking heads. Still not good. That's better towards the end. <laughs> I think you're there now. We're there. Yeah. How's that? That's All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we can do this uh, and yell. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that we've got Sluggo here uh, and uh, Flash. Uh, Go for it. Our hosts uh, and uh, and I have a, a period of my 
life uh, back in my politicking days of being a whole hog Hightower, and there's a whole story behind that, but we won't start off with that. Rather, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Texas. Uh, you were mentioning, uh, Sluggo, the... Uh, uh, the the wind power uh, factor here in Texas, you know, out in out in Lubbock, when I was first campaigning for office, they say out there, if 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 your hat blows off, don't bother turning around chasing after. There will be a better one coming along behind you. <laughs> so just just wait for that and scoop it up. So now we're trying to make use of that uh, wind power, uh, and we're thinking, by the way, of harnessing uh, the Republican legislature uh, to the wind turbines uh, as well. We think that might. Uh, might quintuple our, our output of, of wind. Absolutely. But uh, anywho, uh, we're, uh, Texas is a, uh, is a populist state, uh, not generally known. We're considered a corporate right-wing entity. Uh, but in fact, uh, we as a people uh, and in history uh, have been extremely uh, anti-corporate populist people. Uh, in fact, the first state legislature, first state constitution, rather, uh, outlawed uh, banks. You could not create a bank in our state. Uh, people hated banks. Uh, and to form a corporation, you had to get a two-thirds vote of both sessions of both uh, houses of the, of the legislature. So we've got a history here uh, that uh, that is not uh, what most people think of uh, when they think of Texas. And the good news is that that spirit is still very much alive and well. We just have to tap uh, into it. Uh, and that's uh, what uh, my work is uh, these days uh, as somebody that basically uh, uh, tries to make a living running my mouth. Um, uh, I, I do that with uh, my radio commentaries, uh, with my chat and chew, uh, a, a monthly uh, a broadcast uh, on the web and, and free speech TV and other entities, uh, and uh, for my through my uh, uh, high tower lowdown uh, newsletter, which is uh, sort of my mainstay. And the lowdown uh, goes at uh, the real issue in politics: uh, the lowdown, uh, which is. Uh, it comes down to this, in my view, uh, too few people control too much of the money and power in our society, and they use that control to get more for themselves at our expense. Uh, so that's that's what real politics is all about. As we say here in Texas, politics with hair on it uh, because it matters. Uh, and so we we talk about that in uh, in many, many uh, uh, different ways, uh, all of which is to try to put a little bit of progress in progressive again. Uh, and the good news is that that is beginning to happen. Uh, we 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 focus on the, the proud little D democratic values of our country, economic fairness, social justice, equal opportunity for all people. Uh, that that's that's what it comes down to. That's what real politics uh, is. Uh, and I'm coming to you uh, this afternoon, evening uh, here uh, from not just Austin, Texas, but South Austin. And on this side of the river, uh, we have a little more irreverent attitude. John Henry Falk was from over here, Molly Ivins uh, from over here, and myself and others. Uh, we, we have a little different uh, take on things. In fact, our unofficial slogan is, we're all here because we're not all there. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I think that's 
what brings uh, this great uh, program uh, to the people as well and the people to the program is that folks realize that uh, the powers that be in our country are no longer at all there in terms of uh, understanding those founding values of fairness and justice and opportunity for all. Uh, they're as confused as goats on AstroTurf when it comes to, to, to grasping uh, what America really uh, is about. Uh, so they've been knocking down uh, the middle class, uh, holding down the poor, uh, and tearing down our democratic rights. Uh, and that's the big fight right there, those three things that we're involved in uh, as uh, as a nation. Uh, and the, the bad news is what the powers of be are doing to us. Uh, uh, and by the powers of be, by the way, I mean I call the six B's, the the bosses, the bankers, the billionaires, big shots, bastards, and bullshitters uh, who are running roughshod over us. Uh, they think they're the top dogs, and we're just a bunch of fire hydrants out here in the countryside. Uh, but the people are uh, the people are, in a word, revolting in the very best best sense of the word, revolting. Uh, but all across the country, you don't hear so much about it at a national level, but at a local level, at, at a district level, even at a state level, in many cases, progress is on the move because uh, folks are on the move. And that's where progress uh, comes from. So I'm happy to be a part of uh, your uh, effort uh, here today and uh, to talk about whatever you want to and uh, also whatever uh, some of the listeners want to uh, throw in. Great. Well, Jim, you're fantastic. Uh, we do want you to drop into the chat. Maybe Melody can handle it uh, while you're on the talking. Uh, all the contacts, how, how people get a hold of you, how they subscribe to your, your webcast and your, uh, and your newsletter. I do want to say that uh, Molly Ivins was a very, very dear friend of mine. Uh, she was absolutely the greatest person that ever yeah. lived. Just and, wonderful. Uh, we do want to commemorate today the passing of her pal and yours. Uh, Barbara Ehrenreich, who was right. a, a wonderful writer and a great contributor to um, uh, the, what you say, the progressive um, uh, uh, causes in, in this country. But nowhere are things more important than in Texas. Uh, can you tell us, uh, I've got Ron his hand up already, but let's, let's start with Texas here. Um, uh, you know, all my exes live in Texas. Um, <laughs> maybe Kinky Friedman will be on a, a later show. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, well, um, well, Molly Ivins once said of Kinky Friedman when he was running for governor, said, why the hell not? And then <laughs> Kinky showed us why not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. another story. Um, no, I, 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 I tear up whenever I think of Molly Ivins. She was just uh, the most fabulous person. So, um, uh, you know, it's too bad we don't get to choose who goes and who stays. Exactly. A much better plan. Yeah. I so, have a list, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, one of them, I'm sure, uh, uh, has to do with the governorship in Texas. Yeah. Where do we stand in Texas on grassroots organizing and on the possibility of Texas uh, finally shifting back to the dominant populist values that you've talked about? Yeah, well, it's already happening, uh, and and that is the good news. Uh, is uh, we're we're about to send uh, two new, very progressive Democrats to the Congress of the United States. Uh, they've effectively they're in Democratic districts. They've they've defeated uh, uh, establishment uh, centrist, uh, do nothing Democrats. Uh, that would be Greg Kassar, 
uh, here in Austin, a, a, a terrific fighter, comes out of the Worker Defense Project uh, here, been a member of the city council uh, and is now going to Congress. Uh, and we've got Jasmine Crockett from up in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, she's been a state legislator, a fighter for all kinds of progressive causes there. She is going to Congress. So we're picking up two seats there uh, for the progressive cause and not just two votes. Both of these people will be fighters within the caucus uh, to, to democratize the, the Democratic caucus uh, and to put it more on the side uh, of ordinary people uh, again. So that's in the works. Uh, there's great organizing going on. Uh, Our Revolution uh, Texas uh, has been doing a, doing a terrific job uh, in the recent uh, uh, Democratic uh, State Convention, uh, the Our Revolution Group, the Progressive Caucus of the uh, State Democratic Party, uh, won sixty percent of the races that it that it ran, uh, essentially becoming half now of the State Democratic Executive Committee, taking over executive offices, uh, and most importantly, moving uh, the party for uh, a, a living wage of a uh, $15 state, state wage of $15, uh, and uh, pushing Medicare for all, uh, uh, free college education, you know, et cetera. The, the whole program is now being pushed uh, by uh, the Democratic Party. That has not existed uh, in the past. Uh, we've become a, 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 a corporate party, uh, and uh, that is now uh, changing. And by the way, that, that is a huge fight uh, within the Democratic Party nationally, uh, because the Democratic Party establishment, represented by the National Democratic uh, Committee, uh, which is overwhelmingly corporate, and overwhelmingly uh, uh, conservative uh, and do nothing basically uh, is uh, now uh, moving uh, in 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 our direction because the people are pushing it uh, in that direction. So so we've got uh, efforts uh, uh, underway uh, that are are changing. Uh, the the uh, I'll give you one example of West Virginia, uh, Joe Manchin country. Uh, Joe Manchin controlled the Democratic Party in West Virginia. Every seat on the state Democratic Executive Committee, 55 seats, he controlled. They were they were all little Joes uh, until uh, July of this year because of a six-year organizing campaign uh, by uh, a, a group started by a woman who was a social worker. Uh, and they have now taken uh, every single seat on the state Democratic Executive Committee in West Virginia, uh, and and they have taken all but one of the statewide executive offices. It will change the politics of that state uh, for the long haul. The fight goes on. It, it's it's not over yet, but but we're on the move there in very big ways. State of Nevada did the same thing, and we're building that same thing in Texas. Uh, and this 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 does not happen. Uh, because of uh, demographic changes or any of the other uh, fantasies uh, that uh, some politicians uh, and pundits uh, talk about. It happens because ordinary people get together and begin to organize, say, we can do better than this. We've got to do better than this because we're being run over. Uh, and they stand up and they fight back uh, and uh, they can win. And, you know, it's it's the old saying that uh, you, even a small dog can lift its leg on the tallest building. You know, you don't have to be afraid <laughs> of, of the powers that be uh, because you can defeat the powers that be. 
uh, in in honest uh, fights. Most fights are not honest because they're uh, uh, rigged against us. But nonetheless, enough pushing, enough time, uh, we make it happen. Well, you know, the, the, I like I like this, the old saying that the, the the idea that you can't fight City Hall is a myth perpetrated by City Hall. Exactly. Uh, we, there was a, a primary uh, this year in Texas where. Uh, um, Cisneros was that her, is that her yes. name? Yes, yes. Was up against this horrendous incumbent, and the whole DNC apparatus swooped in. Can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, Cisneros, Sandra, Cisneros, no, Sandra, Jessica. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Cisneros down in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, terrific. Uh, works with the uh, Civil Liberties Union down there. Man, tremendous campaigner. Uh, did a great job uh, and was ahead until right toward the end when suddenly millions of dollars of advertising poured in against her, trashing her. Uh, those millions of dollars. Uh, 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 Jim, Jim, you faded out. Faded you're, out. you're, so, well, you're right. So, what now? Now you're good. You're good. You're good. Now, now we're good. All right. All right. Well, a little louder. A little louder. <laughs> okay. Maybe move the microphone in a little bit closer. All right. Here's the microphone. There you go. All right. So, uh, millions of dollars poured into Jessica Cisneros's uh, race against her. Uh, just negative trashing uh, advertising and allowed Henry Cuellar, who is essentially a, re a Republican, uh, to to be able to nip her at, at the end of that race. Where did that money come from? Primarily from two Republican billionaires who poured money in, uh, including through APAC, uh, the American Israel uh, Committee. Uh, that, uh, that has gone after progressive Democratic candidates in Democratic primaries all across the country, Nina Turner uh, in Ohio, for example, and others. Uh, so so it, it, was, it was a devastating race in terms of, of that loss, but, uh, but the power has begun to shift down there that because of Jessica's race and what she's been doing, uh, she's built an, an organization there that is not going away. It, it gets stronger uh, every single day, and it will continue to get stronger. So we're going to get Henry Cuellar, but we're going to get many more uh, than that because we're going after uh, the not not just the Republican establishment, and that that's that that makes it a, a kind of partisan uh, them and us. Rather, it is about ordinary people versus corporate powers uh, and the right wing uh, nutballs uh, that are powering uh, Greg Abbott uh, and Ted Cruz. You know, there's a, there's a saying here in Texas or or a question here in Texas: uh, Why do people take such an instant dislike uh, to Ted Cruz? And the answer is because it saves time. <laughs> so, well, so, so we're going we're going after after the whole bunch of them uh, and beginning to gain. And by the way, on some issues like public education, uh, even Republicans from the rural areas of our state oppose the privatization of our schools, which Greg Abbott is pushing hard. Uh, he won't win it because the Republicans will not do it because in those rural counties out there, which the Democrats have given up too soon, too early, uh, and, and, and too extensively, uh, we can win those counties uh, because school districts are the major economic engine in most of those rural counties now. 
uh, and Republican legislators know that. So they vote against the privatization of our school system uh, here in Texas, thwarting the right-wing ideologues and the, and the corporate interests that are trying to, trying to buy that and take it away from us. Unbelievable. I've got a great uh, uh, commentator that wants to ask you a question, Jim. His name is Ron Leonard. He's got his hand up. Ron Leonard is um, in New York. He's one of the great experts and actually one of the founders of the solar uh, power industry in America. Yeah. And uh, of course, we know, uh, I do want to comment very quickly that, um, you know, when you had, when Texas had its horrendous um, uh, lethal uh, uh, cold right. wave, Right. Um, idiots like um, um, Tucker Carlson got on and blamed wind power for God's sakes, <laughs> yeah. when in fact the um, the intake pipes at the South Texas nuclear plant, which I was down there, spent a lot of time fighting South Texas nuke, uh, they froze up, yeah. and it was a really a major power loss and also extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to insert here real quickly the second hour. We will be discussing nuclear issues. And the good news today is that all six reactors at Zaporizhia in Ukraine are shut. Thank goodness for that. Mm. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. So Ron Leonard, uh, uh, Ron. Hightower. And uh, Ron, as I say, is one of the leading experts uh, on solar. Go ahead, Ron. So Jim, uh, I, I just got chills on my arm because you're uh, positive that we can win. And, you know, Harvey just mentioned that, you know, you can't fight City Hall. I'm an example of you can't fight City Hall. If you look at Reservoir.org, I fought New York City over the Clean Water Act and won. There you go. Who knew? There you go. Who knew? Wonderful. Exactly. I, I would like to discuss the big picture item. And the big picture item that's in the chat is that we just found out that 20 million, 10, 20 million Americans are likely unable to pay their utility bill. And of those 20 million Americans, 3 million Americans are likely to have their electricity shut off by the end of the year because they can't afford the bills. Now, Texas, like New York, has this weird grid. It's surrounded by the borders of Texas. And uh, same for New York ISO. Uh, and Texas, in this crazy freeze that you had, right. uh, decided that, you know, besides what Harvey mentioned, uh, that it was going to blame the outage on wind power, you never had more than 10% of wind power, that uh, they were going to charge people a lot. And the lot was $9 a kilowatt hour. $9. Yeah. No problem. No problem. They decided to reform and limit the amount of charge to only $5. There you go. Instead of 10 cents. So yeah. I'm wondering, uh, do you think people are really pissed off enough to ask for fundamental reform in these industries, not only from the point of view of what's in it for me, you know, you're killing my house and I have to work at home under COVID, but really it's the right thing to do. You can't continue to um, buy natural gas and expect the price to be flat. Well, yes, uh, I, I do think people uh, can, can do it and are doing it. Uh, again, at a city level, at a local level, uh, cities are making this transition uh, in, in a lot of different ways. So they're making a lot of progressive actions at a city level, which is why Greg Abbott uh, and Ron DeSantis in Florida and other right-wing governors uh, turn out to be the ban nannies. You know, they want to come in and prevent local governments uh, from taking action uh, that would take money from 
they're fossil fuel donors. Uh, in the case of the the deep freeze that you're talking about that we had here in Texas, uh, uh, I had to leave my house because uh, not only did uh, did we uh, did we lose heat, we lost power, uh, and everything froze up. I was able to sc scramble and find a hotel room. Then it went down, <laughs> so it, it was a wild time. And 700 more than 700 people died uh, because of that. Uh, but Greg Abbott. Uh, refused to, and the Republican legislature refused to uh, to to compel the utilities, the, the and and the gas industry itself, natural gas industry, to uh, weatherize uh, their facilities. Uh, that's why we had the crash. Uh, one operation, one uh, gas utility operator, uh, made four billion dollars uh, during uh, those few days uh, in the winter of 2021. Uh, he then gave a million dollar check uh, to Greg Abbott uh, in appreciation uh, for it. That's a pretty good payoff. You know, a million dollars and you get four billion back. Uh, that, that's what the industry got, four billion dollars. So so uh, people are on to that. Uh, and yes, the people are ready to rally. We've got to have politicians like Greg Kassar and like Jessica Cisneros and some others who are willing to stand up, uh, Beto uh, O'Rourke, for example, uh, and and name the names of who's profiteering off of this and who's dying uh, as a result. I'll, I'll tell you just a quick story of uh, that, that I found that helped shape me uh, when I first ran uh, for office uh, here in Texas uh, in the 1980 election, uh, running for an office called Railroad Commission, which regulates oil and gas uh, in our state. Very little to do with railroads, but a whole lot to do with energy. Uh, and uh, and I was campaigning around and, uh, you know, the, the, the Conventional wisdom was, of course, I couldn't win because I, I was I was far too uh, progressive. Texas was conservative, uh, so I went to Tyler, Texas, uh, over in East Texas, sort of the old Deep South capital of of our state, uh, and uh, was going to the courthouse to to meet with various officials there and their staffs, uh, and my escort, a lawyer from Tyler, uh, said, all right, wait, we're going to go up and see this, this old district judge. Now he's up on the fifth floor of the courthouse, but he's very conservative. So don't dump your whole load on him. Uh, so, so I, I go up and he's got his feet propped up on the desk and his hat back. And, you know, he's listening to my little pitch and, uh, kind of rolling it. Not, wasn't rolling his eye, wasn't making any expression at all, really. Uh, and, uh, and I, and I, so I said, well, judge, I'm, I'm running against the gas utilities, uh, uh, because the gas prices were completely out of whack uh, then they are now too but they were then uh, and so um, I said so in conclusion I said uh, so judge it seems to me they're not being entirely fair to us consumers and his feet slipped off the desk and hit the floor and he leaned into me and looked me right in the eye and said oh hell even that was too much for him and he said hi Tower, in your private moments wouldn't you say they're fucking us <laughs> and, I was, and, and i said well judge yes i have said that and i will say it again <laughs> and he said well okay i'm gonna support you then and we, we gotta take on these bastards and so that that's what's out there that too too many democrats too many of democratic establishment figures uh think people are conservative they're not conservative they're mad as hell about being run roughshod over and they're they're warning people 
politicians who will stand up for them and against those who are running roughshod over them. Well, listen, we have um, uh, a theme which has been going on for a long time on these calls, which is that we are urging progressives to run grassroots campaigns. Yes. And uh, aside from our many uh, content-based gripes with the Democratic Party, and as I said, oh, and by the way, if you look closely at the ocean behind me, you'll, you'll see uh, Ted Cruz is out there scuba diving. Oh, yeah. He's trying to get back to Santa Cruz. <laughs> and we, we, there is Cozumel. a shark that comes by, but he won't eat Ted. Right. <laughs> smart, a smart shark. They call that yeah. professional right. courtesy. Professional <laughs> courtesy. <laughs> anyway, so um, um, we, uh, like you, understand uh, the populist roots in Texas. But the Democratic Party or the progressives wind up spending all the money on the uh, on TV ads. Yeah. And we we made a big breakthrough on these calls way back in 20 and 21, where um, Ray McClendon from the Atlanta NAACP is now the state chair of, of the, the political director of the Georgia NAACP hooked up with Andrea Miller, who does grassroots campaigning. She is a computer genius, and uh, they won, uh, they made a major role in electing a black guy and a Jewish guy to the U.S. Senate from Georgia, right. which as a historian, I can tell you, is a, a practical impossibility, oh, yeah. Yeah. and yet it happened. Yeah. So what we're wondering is what progress is being made with switching the money in, in, uh, in Texas to actual grassroots organizing. So maybe somebody progressive could get into the into the governor's mansion. Well, that is what's happening. Uh oh, your, your sound went again. My sound went again. My sound went again. I don't know where it went. Cause, <laughs> we cause don't I'm right here. Is <laughs> anybody? Just a little louder. Okay, how's that? Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right. I don't know what's happening. Anywho, uh, well, yes, uh, that that is what is happening. Uh, and and, and well, back up. Uh, what happened to Texas? Uh, Texas elected progressives uh, for the longest time. Uh, uh, there was a movement in the nineteen fifties uh, to create the Texas Observer because there was no media coverage. Of, of progressive candidates or progressive uh, activists and, and actions around the state. Uh, Ralph Yarborough, who was U.S. Senator from Texas, very progressive, wonderful guy. I worked for him many years ago. Uh, he, he could draw 5,000 people in Dallas, and the next morning, the Dallas Morning News wouldn't have a word about it. So we created a slogan for the Dallas News that said, Dallas Morning News, if it happens in Dallas, it's news to us. <laughs> so, 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 but we created our own publication and, and we, we did our own organizing. Back then, uh, you had to pay to vote uh, in Texas. We had the poll tax and it was about $25 in today's money. So that, that was enough to do what they wanted done, they being the powers that be, which is to keep poor people and black people and Mexican-Americans, uh, students from voting. Uh, very successful. Uh, so, so that, uh, that, that that's a. Despite that, though, we built a movement uh, with labor unions, uh, with uh, African American, Mexican Americans, uh, and 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 created a movement that 
that elected Ralph Yarborough to the U.S. Senate, that elected uh, Barbara Jordan to the Congress, that elected uh, Bob Eckhart uh, to to the Congress, that elected Henry Big Gonzalez, the first Mexican-American from Texas to go to Congress uh, again and again. So that's what you have to do. You have to build the movement. One candidate can't do it. Uh, one campaign can't do it. You've got to build that movement, and it takes several cycles to make it happen. But that is what's happening, and we're now beginning to see the fruit of that here in Texas with Greg Kassar and Jessica Cisneros and others coming along, others who came very close this time, didn't quite make it, but they're, they, they've built – even in losing, you, you build a, a, a network, and, and you build a possibility and, and some, some faith that somebody's standing up and saying something that makes you makes other people think, well, maybe it is worth voting. Maybe I should get involved and make something happen. So it's, it's, it's just a, a building process that there's nothing magic about democracy. It, it is doing the work of democracy, basically. And that is underway here in Texas. And Beto O'Rourke has been a major force in this because he does not take corporate money. He does not take PAC uh, money. Uh, he runs on issues. He stands up. Uh, and that's why uh, across the board, people have, have stood with him. Uh, and now he's running, uh, for, uh, for governor and got, and got, got a, got a real shot at it. Uh, he's, he's coming, coming close already, uh, to Greg and, and to Greg, uh, Abbott, uh, the, the current, uh, Republican incumbent, uh, and, and Abbott's nonsense, of uh, attacking immigrants, uh, he's basically based his campaign on attacking immigrants, uh, but but also uh, banning uh, 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 critical race theory in schools, which is not taught in schools, but he's banning it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I mean, all this kind of absurdity, and he spent uh, billions of dollars. Uh, uh, arming, militarizing the border of Texas, which people do not support. Uh, and so, so he's been now, so now there's a group called mothers against Abbott, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's spreading, uh, across all kinds of lines. Uh, so they're just so, you know, impossibly kooky, uh, that, uh, that they give us a chance, but, but most importantly, we've got grassroots candidates and, uh, and, uh, um, O'Rourke has shown an ability to raise money uh, on the level that Bernie Sanders did uh, by by getting five dollar checks. Uh, that, wow. that, that's a huge reform right there. Yeah, that's a big deal. I, I mean, I think, you know, if you know anything about American history, the whole state of Texas is an immigrant. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hello. Yeah, it was <laughs> part of Mexico. Yeah. The whole thing <laughs> James K. Polk just moved in the whole state. So yeah, we were the immigrants. Yeah, right. <laughs> so listen, yeah. uh, uh, Jim, we have the one, a wonderful woman from Ohio. She's running for the state wedge. And then after that, All right. I want to bring in Dennis, uh, Dennis Bernstein, uh, the host of the uh, Flashpoint. She wants you on. I do want to say I'm going to send you my people's spiral of U.S. history. I'd love for you to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I think you'll like it. I'll send you uh, an email copy. And uh, you, I, I talked to Melody, uh, uh, as well as the hard copy later by mail. Uh, Melody, we talked to you. You want to send me a letter, I'll send the PRN. This whole uh, uh, show is rebroadcast at the Progressive Radio Network on right. Thursday at 5 p.m. So we do have to watch the four-letter words. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> we can say heck and darn. And also, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to curse in Yiddish, uh, we're, we're, we welcome <laughs> All right. All right. as well. So you can just go strip away however you want. So, but um, 
Um, Nancy Larson is running for the state legislature in All Ohio. Right. And we have, uh, I, I spent many years in Columbus, and we have a major gerrymandering situation in Ohio that Nancy's going to talk to you about, and then we'll go Wonderful. to So Nancy, go ahead, please. Yeah. Hey, thanks. One of my all-time favorite book titles is uh, There's Nothing in the Middle of the Road But Yellow Stripes and Dead Armadillos. That's just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> um, I'm a social worker, too, so hearing that mm. reference to the social worker was cool. Um, I've done this work for about 40 years and in 2016 said, okay, enough of this. I need to go up against the uh, legislator who was responsible for our six-week abortion ban bill. Mm -hmm. And that was in a very heavily um, Republican slanted district, so I did not win. But also agree with you, the network that I've put together because of that run, um, women tend to do it first and drop out if they're not successful. And uh, we need to stay in there and run a yes. second, third and a fourth time. And I, it's just so much better for me to have that network and some experience under my belt. But what's going on in Ohio is uh, the worst, I think, in the nation. Um, this legislature decided to just totally go for the gold and re up their gerrymandering when they had the redistricting to do. They already had a super majority, even though the raw votes in Ohio is 54% Republican, 46% Dem. And that was how the maps were supposed to be drawn. Right. Their first map that they did resulted with them having like 70% of the um, <laughs> would have gone to the Republicans. They sent it to the Ohio Supreme Court. It got thrown out five times. Mm -hmm. It has been thrown out by the Ohio Supreme Court, which has a Republican majority. Mm. Um, but the chief justice is a Republican and she's our little Liz Cheney. And she sided with the three Dems and five times threw it back out. Mm, Threatened the, to hold these folks in contempt. It's a um, not an independent commission. It's the governor, uh, secretary of state, the auditor, and then uh, house leaders from both parties. So it's seven folks and uh, five of them are Republicans and two of them are Dems. And though the Supreme Court kept on coming, you know, slapping it back at them over and over and over, their attitude was, I mean, they were putting on tweets, ha ha, too bad, so sad, we won again. Right. <laughs> um, just absolutely no consequence whatsoever for them blatantly abusing the law. Um, I guess my question is, with this uh, independent state legislature theory, you know, kind of taking th th these guys believe that already. They literally said to the Supreme Court, you can't you know, you're not the boss of us. You can't make us do anything. And they used their example for that was 23 years ago. The Supreme Court held that the way we uh, fund public school system is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And for 23 years. They have not been made to fix it. Hmm. And we have gone from fifth in the nation in uh, the quality of our schooling to we are now 35th hmm. Hmm. in about a 15-year period. Hmm. And the redistricting commission said, see, you told us we were doing this unconstitutional 23 years ago with schools. Have we done it? Have we fixed it? No, you can't make us, you can't make us fix gerrymandering either. 
I mean, it's that blatantly in your face. We own the power and you are not taking it away. Yep. We did ballot initiatives in 2015, 2018 to uh, make the, the map drawing proportional. So they're charged to have it turn out to be, um, the 54% Republican winners likely. And that was in the constitution Mm -hmm. because over 70% of the people voted to put that in there. (laughs) And they're still, they're still ignoring it. And this is also Jim, um, you know, nationwide and Nancy, where are you, Nancy? What town are you? I am in the Toledo area. The district that I'm in now is one of the toss ups. They barely, what they did with the map that, okay, so the map we have now was one of the ones that was thrown out. They were ordered to bring in independent map makers. They had a Republican and a Dem who worked for 10 days with the cameras on them. And they drew these beautiful, beautiful maps. At the last minute, the legislature said, or the redistricting commission said, you didn't quite finish in time. So we're not accepting that. And they went back with one of the re rejected mm-hmm. maps. Mm-hmm. They ran out the clock, just ran out the clock until there was no more time left. Right, right. Some Republicans petitioned a three judge federal panel. Our rights are being violated. We can't have an election because there's no map. And the three judge federal panel said, okay, we're doing the, the one of the thrown out maps. It was two Republicans and right. one mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. So that's that was their strategy was to run out the clock, get that three judge panel to give them what they wanted and totally circumvent. So not only are they circumventing the Constitution, but they're in your face uh, overturning a referendum two referenda that were passed twice by 70 percent in Ohio. Jim, have you got anything like that going on in Texas? Oh, yes, (laughs) we do. (laughs) What a surprise. Shocking shocking to know. But yeah, uh, we're we're so gerrymandered here uh, that uh, that and in in now trying to redo it, uh, they they could not create new Republican districts. Uh, they, They just didn't have the the demographics to be able to do it. So they had to try to protect the ones they've already got. Uh, and in doing that, they carved out, incidentally, uh, a couple of Democratic seats. One of those is the one that Greg Kassar is now taking uh, to, to Congress. Uh, so they, they, they can go uh, too far eventually. Uh, but the, you know, these gerrymanders, these Republicans, uh, uh, you know, th- their idea of fixing the system is is like a veterinarian says fix. <laughs> 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 you can ask your dog about it if you're confused. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, but the the own. The only solution, as you know, uh, because you're right in the fight right there in Ohio, uh, is the people themselves. Uh, We just have to go back again and again to the people uh, and point out what is going on. People do not think this is fair. It's I forget the polling numbers, but nationally, they're they're overwhelming uh, against uh, the gerrymandering that is going on by by either party and 
overwhelmingly it's Republican, but it doesn't matter to, to me. Uh, it's, it's absurd that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that legislators, Congress people get to choose their own voters. You know? uh, yes, that that has that has got has got to change. But uh, but uh, the, the only the only thing, yeah, we can go to the courts, but we've got a right wing Republican court, just state Supreme Court, totally dominated by them. And they just certify whatever have it and the rest and crews and the gang want. Um, you know, Willie Nelson. So the, the, the thing is, it, it's, the fight is, is democracy. It's, it's a long-term uh, battle and that's, that's often frustrating. Uh, but as Willie Nelson told me once, he said, uh, Hightower, the, the early bird might get the worm, but it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. <laughs> well, you know, I always uh, have to let that one lay out there a little bit <laughs> for people to think about. <laughs> 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 second mouse gets the cheese so so you know you you think of a specific example is suffrage uh the women's mm-hmm. uh, rights movement uh the three ladies who led that fight in in the big convention up in seneca new york uh mm-hmm. you know none of them lived to vote uh you know it was mm-hmm. uh, i forget how many 70 years i think uh, yeah, yeah. Before that was, the uh, Susan B. anthony and um, um yeah, elizabeth katie stanton and you know, right and yeah. uh, what was the other one's name? Um, well, anyway, uh, uh, Jim. Of course, you got to remember that the women's suffrage movement, uh, the, the 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 that Seneca Falls conference came because the men in the abolitionist movement pissed off the women. Right. <laughs> you know, two two of the women went across uh, uh, the the the, uh, the big pond. They went to London. Elizabeth Cady Stanton. And um, oh gosh, I can't believe I can't remember. That, and they got there to this conference in London to talk about abolitionism, and the men wouldn't let them talk. Yeah. <laughs> so they came back and Makes started it. the Seneca Falls thing. And of course, Seneca Falls is in Iroquois country, which where the right. women were ran the show. We have the great. Uh, thank you, Nancy, uh, and good luck in Toledo uh, uh, for all that. Uh, we have Dennis Bernstein on the call. Dennis, uh, do you want to? Uh, raise your hand. We do have 156 people with us. Um, uh, Dennis is the host. Oh, there's a request, Jim, a uh, couple of requests to put your links, your connections in the chat. Yes. So please okay. do. And you, you put our you connections have, in the chat. Yeah. Can you yeah, do the that? High tower low down. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, it's uh, the high tower low down dot org. And that's also how you get, that's the newsletter, but it's also how you get to the chat and chew uh yes, broadcast that we do say, i'm going to send on your recommendation letter to P- progressive radio network this will be on uh P- prn on thursday but you should have a regular slot there and yeah. we also want to talk to you about pacifica maybe coming on well you are yeah. on kpfa is that yes, right right so yes. here is your fellow guy uh, All dennis right. Bernstein, uh in the bay area dennis has the great show flashpoints right uh dennis can you uh you want you Raise your voice. I think here. I'm on. Can you hear me? Yes, okay? you're good. So Dennis, meet Great. Jim. Meet Dennis. Go ahead. Hi, Jim. Wow, hey. what a pleasure! It is such a pleasure to have you on, and to Thank hear you. you talk about some of these key issues. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all of the folks who put this together. Really appreciate it. I, Jim, can I get you to? I just want to get you sort of sweeping comments on two key things that have come up that become defining issues of our time. One is Texas and Uvalde. And I just can't get that out of my mind and my heart. I know, I mean, there are so many armed 
Border Patrol, besides all the different police forces. Right. And, you know, we know there were, what, 370 people there and cops there, and they waited 77 minutes. And now they're going to blame the local police chief. I'm sure he's a, he, he didn't do a great thing there. Uh, but it's just amazing what happened there. Could you reflect on that? And also just generally after that, where we where you think we are in terms of are we going to hold on to this democracy or is or or are the white supremacists going to win? They they seem to get uh, they've been doing a lot better than in the past in terms of seizing power. Yeah, uh, Uvalde is uh, is just an obvious horror story uh, and uh, a, a result of uh, of stupid gun laws. Uh, militarization of, of our society uh, and, uh, and an ethic that's promoted by right-wing uh, interests uh, that suggests it's okay uh, wh whether you're 17 years old or, or 70 years old to pick up a gun and, and assert yourself. Uh, and, uh, and then it's also a failure of, of very, as you indicate, uh, very broad uh, failure by police authorities, uh, not just the police chief, uh, who probably shouldn't have even been the one in charge of that thing. Uh, the Department of Public Safety, Greg Abbott's own police force, uh, was there, uh, and they uh, were taking no action. They were hiding uh, behind the hallway uh, as well. Uh, the, uh, the Texas Rangers were there. Of the full police force, the border patrol, all of them were there. Uh, so there's there's not enough police power, uh, police presence, I guess I should say, uh, to be able to to prevent these things. Uh, it has to be a societal uh, push uh, against an, an ethic uh, that actually uh, pushes uh, a, a gun solution to any problem that you might have, uh, whatever personal slight you might feel. Uh, you you're entitled to get a gun and uh, and go do something about it. Uh, and and then they say, well, our thoughts and prayers are with you. No, no, thank you. We don't want your thoughts and prayers. Uh, so uh, that is building, though. So you've got a guy now running for governor in Texas, Greg, uh, the, uh, Beto O'Rourke, who's actually talking about it actually saying, no, we, we're not going to just allow you to have uh, what, whatever uh, automatic uh, high-powered uh, weapons with no control over uh, yourself uh, th that you want. Uh, we, as a society, have got to stand up to it. It's an abomination, and people agree with that. That, that, is, that is a great crisis of our democracy, to get to a little bit to your second uh, point, uh, which is that uh, we have government officials uh right wing now controlling governments that uh do not do what the people want done and do what the people do not want done uh that's what's leading to great frustration um, among the people and it, it 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 led a bunch of people to reach out even to Donald Trump uh in that uh, presidential uh the last couple of presidential elections uh but but the 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 indicators that we have uh, a group came together, uh, Mike Lux uh, and uh, uh, Slenda Lake and some other national uh, thinkers on the Democratic Party side or on the progressive side, I would say, even more than Democratic Party. Uh, and they, they did an in-depth survey, and in, uh, I think it's 10, uh, nine or 10 
states in the Midwest uh, that were Trump states uh, that had been Obama states and turned Trump. And, and they went into uh, the rural areas and into factory towns, small factory towns. And what they found was people were not Trumpers. Uh, they, they, were, they were, didn't hate immigrants. Uh, they, they, were, they were not gun nuts. Uh, they were wondering, where's the Democratic Party? Why, why are, is the party that used to stand for us, Roosevelt and uh, Truman and Johnson? I spent my youth trying to get Lyndon Johnson out of office, not realizing he would be the most progressive president of my lifetime. <laughs> uh, 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 so, you know, they're saying, where, where, is that, where is that power on our side again? Uh, and that's the challenge. First to the Democratic Party, and and then uh, and then to to the Congress and, and et cetera, uh, is who's the old saying? Whose side are you on? Uh, it's not enough to say I'm for consumers, I, I'm 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 for working people. You've got to be against the powers that are running over consumers and working people. If you're not willing to take that stand, then you're nothing. Uh, you're, you're a pushover. It, it was amazing moment there when Beto O'Rourke at the first press conference confronted uh, the, the I guess it was, was the governor there? The governor yeah. was there? Yes, yes. And, and, and the lieutenant the governor. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the vigilante Texas, yeah. what, what's the <laughs> Texas Rangers, yeah. right? And that was so, because it, it all came out right there in terms of which side, who was on. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice to have Beto as a voice for the people in that context. No, he got it, there at the minute it started. Yeah. Well, it was a press conference of the Republicans to s salute themselves uh, for Uvalde, which is bizarre. But nonetheless, uh, that's that's what it came down to. And Beto crashed. Uh, he, he had the guts to go in there and say, you know, you're the problem. You know, it's 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 not police. It's you. Uh, you. You're authorizing this and you're and you're encouraging people to believe in this kind of this kind of thing. So, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 very, very important to have a, a few politicians at least begin to stand up uh, and uh, and and challenge. Uh, this and then, uh, you know, Beto was recently near my hometown up in North Texas. Uh, uh, my, I, I grew up in a little town called Denison, and right down the road, about 15 miles, is Whitesboro, Texas. And Beto, Beto's going to small towns as well as, by the way, which is a big deal for me that we Democrats have given up on rural people, farmers, small towns, and factory towns, and et cetera. But he's going to them. And he was there and he got confronted by several guys with guns uh, and saying, uh, uh, and one of them said to him, you're not welcome here. Well, he had 300 people in a church. <laughs> so he was welcome. They were a group of about less than less than a dozen, you know. So we, we got to realize what people really think uh, and then begin to build on that, to build on our strength and not be afraid to stand up, uh, you know, the, the, the worst thing for the, that's happened to the Democratic Party is it tries to sneak up on voters, you know, oh, well, you know, we're not really liberal, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know and, and then they try to nominate uh, people who are corporate Democrats, uh, which is the exact opposite of what people want. 
uh, from Democrats. Uh, if you want a corporate uh, member of Congress or, or whatever office, go to the Republican Party. That's what they are. But there's right. got to be one party, you know, as as I've said before, some people say we need a second party, uh, we need, need a third party. I wish we had a second one, one that will stand up uh, for those progressive values, of economic fairness, social justice and equal opportunity for all people. Well, I got to say, uh, and Dennis, um, you, you're going to connect with Jim and get him on your show. I hope, yeah. uh, Dennis, I've been I, on I, I'd love to get him on as soon as possible. Yeah, Dennis, he's, uh, he's got a great show. I know his show very well. Yeah, well, De Dennis is great. He's had, had well, I don't know, Jim, are you doing anything at 5 o'clock Pacific time today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope <laughs> I have a beer in my hand. <laughs> well, you can have a beer in one hand and a microphone in the other. <laughs> there you go. Um, you go. Uh, I do want to say that, you know, it's the corporate Democrats that have really dri driven this country <laughs> off the road. I wrote a history of the United States, which I'll send you. And I have to say that I wrote it from the indigenous to the present. And the hardest time to write about was Clinton. He yeah. was such a miserable president. Yeah. And what's a miserable guy. And, you know, didn't have the grace uh, or, or, or the, that what we call the, the sejo to get out of office. I mean, come on, man. He was just terrible. Listen, what we're going to do here, Jim, we're going to take a very brief break. I want to. I want to say. I want to thank you for being on. We will keep you on thank as you. long as you want. Um, I have Connie Klein wants to ask you a question, but let me just wrap up here, and then we're going to restart the recording. This has been the uh, the first hour of the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition call number one oh nine. We have been with the great Jim Hightower talking to us from Austin, Texas, a great town in a bad neighborhood. And uh, we, we have welcomed him on the Progressive Radio Network. Uh, this will be airing at th Thursday, 5 p.m. I want to thank my, uh, my great engineers, Mike Hirsch and Steve Caruso, uh, Wendy Lederman, and so many others, uh, uh, Joel Siegel, uh, who've been involved with the call, Dennis Bernstein, of course, uh, a great mainstay. We have uh, 145 people with us. Uh, we're going to sign off on this recording for PRN, and then we're going to resume recording a separate session uh, on nuclear power, nuclear issues. Connie Klein is going to ask you about that, Jim. And you you are free to leave us whenever you need. But thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. My pleasure. See you all next week at the PRN. Was there an Adam? Was there an Eve? Or did we evolve from what we conceived? Either way, we got what we needed when the sun shone down on the Garden of Eden. Don't you know we're gonna have a solar